Hey there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored. This is a very special episode recorded live at Ripon College, where I, Lindsay Miller, did a live presentation about polyamory and the five myths that I come across every time I come out to new people. This was presented alongside a funny PowerPoint presentation, so if you hear some giggling or laughing, it's because there's probably some silly meme up on screen in front of them. I can also post the video of this presentation up on our Polyamory Uncensored Facebook page, so head over there, give us a like, and if you'd like to watch the presentation live instead of listen to it, feel free. Thanks. Sex in my everyday. So working at an adult boutique, AKA a sex toy store, uh, it means that I think about sex a lot. Every day, you might say. So sex in my everyday life might not be the wild and crazy orgy that people sometimes assume it is because I work at a sex toy store, but it is a little bit different, I would say, than the average person's. Because I am polyamorous, and I have been for 12 years. So some would argue, and I have, that I was born polyamorous. That it is as much of my identity as being a cis woman or being a queer woman. I've identified and come out as polyamorous to many people over these 12 years. Some of them were very curious, some of them were angry, some of them were excited, uh, some were jealous, some were really well-meaning but horribly offensive, and uh, some of them were really genuinely eager to learn. A lot of people have been kind of mystified by polyamory, so I'm here to demystify a couple myths about this weird and uh, abnormal lifestyle. Spoiler alert, we're actually all pretty normal nerds and uh, some of us are just downright boring. Uh, I've experienced dozens of different kinds of uh, reactions to my identity, but over this time period, five myths have come up again and again, and I'd like to dispel some of these myths. So number one is that polyamory and polygamy are the same thing. (laughs) Let's start with some basic definitions. Polyamory is the combination of the Latin and Greek root words poly, meaning many or, or uh, more, and amory, meaning love. So in the strictest and simplest of terms, polyamory means many loves. Polygamy, on the other hand, means multiple marriages. Uh, it's a term often referred to when speaking about certain religions. Uh, usually in these situations, men get multiple wives, and women don't get really a good say in the matter. It's not exactly very feminist, and I will and have argued that Polyamory is inherently feminist. Polyamory is all about liberation and freedom, and the community at large is very open and inclusive to many people of varying identities that a lot of religions might not be very okay with. A lot of folks will respond to men coming out as polyamorous with the common saying, so like two girlfriends? (laughs) And uh, although any poly person can have two girlfriends, it's so much more than that. In my 10 years of hosting the Milwaukee Poly Group, uh, which is a social and support and discussion group, I found that many of the relationships that I came across, especially heterosexual, um, like assumed ones, uh, were actually opened up by the woman in the relationship, uh, not like the, not the man that you might assume. Sometimes it's because the woman is bisexual and wants to explore that part of her sexuality. Uh, Sometimes it's because the couple's libidos don't match. And sometimes one of them falls in love with a friend or a colleague and they don't know what to do about it. No matter what way a person comes into polyamory, uh, it should be a conscious discovery. Monogamy, uh, on the other hand, is societally considered to be the default or the correct way to be. So people assume they're choosing monogamy, but really there isn't a choice for, for a lot of people because they don't know there are options. 
almost all people who identify as polyamorous had to know the options, weigh the pros and cons, and come to discover that not only is polyamory right for and the best thing for them, but it's part of who they are. So it's not about a religious practice or something that people are forced into. It's ethical and consensual, and it's definitely not some weird sex cult. But speaking of sex, <laughs> number two myth is that polyamorous are a bunch of sex party going swingers. So definition time again. Uh, polyamory is about loving romantic connections and having multiple consensual committed relationships. Swinging, on the other hand, is actually more focused on sexual relationships and connections. Now, obviously, romantic relationships include sex, sometimes. And a lot of sexual relationships can start off casual and then become romantic. So it's a common story that I hear that people start off as swingers, and they fall in love with one of their partners, and then they open up to polyamory. Uh, just as a lot of polyamorous people will sometimes dabble in casual sex. So there's a great deal of gray area on this spectrum of polyamory and swinging. But definition-wise, there is a difference between the two. One is more love-focused, and one is more sex-focused. But to speak to sexy times, many people also seem to think that us ethically non-monogamous folks are chock full of STIs at any given moment because we're having tons of risky anonymous sex. There's evidence actually to support the opposite, though. Most consciously non-monogamous folks get tested very regularly. They use protective barriers for sexual activity, and especially with new partners, are very careful. Uh, more partners does not necessarily mean more risk. In the community, we like to use the term risk-aware sex, because um, instead of safe sex, really the only safe sex, like we mentioned before, is masturbation. So um, we like to instead say that all sex has an element of risk whether that be an STI or pregnancy or even emotional risk, if someone were to say have a sexual trigger from past trauma. Almost all sex has an element of risk. So we like to say as long as you are aware of those risks and the reward of the sexual activity outweighs the risk in your mind, then you're having conscious risk-aware sex. For some people, that means using all protective barriers. Gloves, dental dams, condoms, the whole shebang. For some people, it simply means asking your partner about the last time they were tested, what those results were, and if they've had any new partners between the time they were tested and today. Risk-aware sex can be very safe sex if done properly and with the right individuals. And speaking of trust, the third myth I hear a lot is polyamory is just cheating. Uh, this one kind of makes me laugh because uh, it's not that poly folks can't cheat. They absolutely can, and some do. Um, again, we're not that different from everyone else. Uh, but cheating, by definition, is the unethical behavior uh, and lying about something to your partner that wasn't agreed upon. So, and that your partner would probably feel pretty betrayed by. Everyone is capable of cheating. Uh, the reason I laugh is because, by definition, polyamory is ethical non-monogamy, and cheating is unethical non-monogamy. The most important part of polyamory is that it is ethical and consensual. Um, in, if someone in a relationship is doing something dishonest, it directly goes against everything that polyamory stands for. We're all about open communication, talking about our feelings and desires, and not only being honest with our partners, but also being honest with ourselves. I think the reason that cheating is so prevalent and even kind of expected in our culture is because it's difficult for us all to learn to communicate about our wants and desires. We're not really given a good framework, and we're not giving a lot, given a lot of good role models. It takes time and practice, and polyamory is all about fostering that practice. 
to make us the best communicators we can be. Uh, I don't feel that society adequately encourages monogamous people to communicate openly with their partners. I do know a lot of people that do, and I'm really proud of them. <laughs> but I feel like uh, people are often really conflicted if they are attracted to someone else if they're in a monogamous relationship. But that's totally natural. And we're told we can't talk about it. We have to repress those desires, and we have to pretend they don't exist. Not being able to communicate in any relationship isn't healthy. So. Uh, alternatively, I like to say that polyamorous folks are encouraged to talk about those feelings and express themselves to their partners. But speaking of big feelings, uh, I get this one a lot. Polyamory folks are either jealous wrecks, constantly, constantly jealous, or they don't experience it at all. Uh, neither of those are necessarily true. I like to break jealousy down into three main factors, insecurity, envy, and possessiveness. It's the fear that I will never be enough or good enough. It's always wanting more and thinking the grass is greener on the other side. And it's treating your partner like your, their property. You know, the their mind stereotype. Not only are these naturally occurring emotions, they're also highly encouraged by society. Society uh, encourages you to consider your partner your property. They want you to worry that you're not good enough. And they generally want you to live in fear because corporations profit off of it. In the poly community, we like to recognize that these are emotions that are completely valid. It's what you do with that emotion that determines if you're good or bad at being jealous. Do you go smash the windshield of his car in with a bat like so many songs have told us is okay to do? Uh, do you set all of their clothes on fire in the front yard uh, because movies show us that's empowering? Or do you go have risky anonymous sex with the next person you can find just to get back at them like the plot device in every sitcom ever created? Uh, or do you adversely uh, have an honest and open dialogue with your partner about your emotions and desires? Unfortunately, that makes for a lot less entertaining media, so we don't see it a lot. It's not that polyamorous folks don't experience jealousy. We just like to practice working through jealousy in a healthy manner. Everyone's going to experience feelings. Doing this work is like exercising a muscle. The more work you do, the stronger you become. And once you exercise that jealousy muscle enough, you come to this happy place that we like to call compersion. Compersion is a totally made up word, made up by us poly folks, uh, that we've developed in the community to mean joy or pleasure at your partner's joy and pleasure. So some folks can say that it's the opposite of jealousy, but I think it's more complicated than that. Um, I, I do think that it's something that anyone can experience naturally, but often folks will get there by exercising that jealousy muscle over time. So for instance, if you've ever been happy for a friend or family member who just got a raise or is on a vacation on a gorgeous sunny beach, then you felt compersion. You felt joy at that person's joy. But if you've also ever thought to yourself, I hate that they're on that beach while it's literally negative 30 degrees here, but I'm also really happy that they get to experience that, then you've experienced jealousy and compersion at the same time. And in our community, that's also super common. Speaking of joy, our last myth is that polyamory never works out and it's always just a phase. So I'm here to tell you that as a 12-year-long veteran of polyamory, it most certainly can work out. It's not just a phase for me. I know people who have been successfully polyamorous for a few months, and people who have been in successfully polyamorous relationships for over 50 years. But I'd like to clarify the measure of success in a relationship here. It's not length, it's quality. 
It seems kind of revolutionary to say, but relationships can be successful and end. <laughs> We're not forced to be with someone until the day we die for a relationship to be successful. Sometimes romantic relationships evolve into friendships. They're like Pokemon, you know? And then, uh, just as friendships can sometimes revolve into romantic relationships. If the romantic element of a relationship ends, that doesn't mean that it's failure. Um, people change over time, so relationships are going to change over time. Successful relationships, in my mind, are those in which people the people involved grow over time through changes and try to make the lives of the people around them better. If that describes your romantic relationship or your friendships or your relationship with your family members, then those are successful relationships no matter how long you've been in them. For myself, like I said, polyamory is part of my identity. Uh, just like being, being bisexual doesn't stop if I'm only with a male partner, I'm not just magically hetero. Uh, turning, um, like taking a break from dating doesn't make me monogamous. Polyamorous is who I am and it's who I will always be. I know that as I change, my relationships will change. And instead of spending time worrying about what that means, I welcome it. Change is a good thing. And as long as we polyamorous people confront life and love with our arms open, welcoming of change and success, it can always work out. So, uh, now that I have demystified a bit of polyamory and hopefully didn't come across as too big of a freak, I hope that the next time someone comes out to you and says that they are polyamorous, you can say, that's awesome. Do you want to play a board game? Because they will say yes. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our very special episode of Polyamory Uncensored, recorded live at Ripon College. I have been Lindsay Miller, and... Thank you so much for listening. If you like our podcast and would like to show that like with a like on Facebook, head over to facebook.com slash polyamoryuncensored. If you'd like to send us a listener question or just want to chat, uh, you can go ahead and send us an email at polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com. You can also, if you super appreciate us, send us some money. We are now accepting donations via PayPal. We are at paypal.me slash polyamoryuncensored. And that would be amazing. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. And remember, we love you. Bye.